thank you for giving us this opportunity to uh, sing with you today and to speak to you today. And I encourage you uh, to uh, pray today, whether at your seat or if we can agree with you in prayer about anything. I believe uh, the Lord wants to renew something in your life today. I believe that's what God wants to do. He wants to renew something in your life. We're going to be looking at Psalm 72 as we continue on in this journey in Psalms, but, you know, the whole book is a book, if you want to say it's written about really one main, if you want to say character, one main individual, one main person. Do you know what the book's about? The book's about Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. From the beginning to the end, it's all about Jesus. You know, we, that, we may know that scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Lord wants to renew that in you today, that belief. He wants to renew your faith. He wants to renew us completely, every part of our being. See, Jesus has and is wisdom and knowledge. And Psalm 72 basically is about Jesus. It's, if you want to say, encoded maybe a little bit, not too much. So as we begin today, I want to remind you and I want you to think about that, that all the way through, look for, look at, think about Jesus. See, Christ crucified is the hope of glory. See, our time was split between pre-Christ and after Christ. There was a great question that they reminded me uh, Pastor Hugo did today that one of the children in children's church this morning at 9.30 said, said uh, they were talking about creation. He said, who created God? And he just said, God's always been. And he said, okay. He just accepted it. By faith, God's always been. See, you didn't create yourself, Right? You didn't create yourself. As far back as you could remember, it's probably your great-great-grandparents. But who was before them and who was before them? And you go, there was a, you don't know. All we know is a story about Adam and Eve. God is the God that's always been. Jesus is the one that created things. I want to read to you in Colossians 2, before we get with uh, Psalm 72. Colossians 2, verses 2, through, 2 and 3, it says, that their hearts may be encouraged, and I want to encourage you today, that's what my, my hope and my plan is, is that your hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love. God wants us to love him and love one another. And attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding. 
to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. There are some mysteries that we may not understand. But get this, it says, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Have you ever, you ever prayed or asked for wisdom? The scripture tells us that, you know, if you lack wisdom, ask and God will give you wisdom. And you can increase knowledge, right? Is there anybody in here that can, cannot increase their own knowledge? Nope. All of us can improve. We encourage children to continue to learn and to gain knowledge. Well, let's begin. Verse 1, chapter 72 in Psalms, it says, Give the kings your judgment. O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. So who is the king's son? That's Jesus. See, Jesus was in the lineage of David, and King David was the king, and now it's the king's son. Again, it's encoded a little bit, but just go with it. See if you can picture Jesus in this story. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let me ask you today, who else do you know that can do that? Who else do you know that has done that? Who else do you know that you're going to put faith in that they will judge your people with righteousness and the poor with justice? See, if you look at that, there's only one person in history, in the present, in the future, that will be able to do that. That's Jesus. See, Jesus came to this earth and he lived perfectly. They crucified him, but see, they falsely accused him. There was nothing for them to really accuse him of because he, he showed love to every person now, some people he showed love to them because he corrected them. But he judged things righteously. And our hope, we all want things to be corrected. We want things to be right. We want things to be righteous deep down. But who's going to bring that about? Only, only Jesus. Again, he does that through wisdom and knowledge. Read on, it says, the mountains will bring peace to the people, and the little hills by righteousness. It says, he will bring, who's he? Again, it's Jesus. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of the needy and will break in pieces the oppressor. Who else do you know that? Has done that? Or is doing that? Or will do that? Who do you put your faith in? That really all those that are oppressed, oppressing people will be taken care of. 
says, they shall fear you as long as, long as the sun and the moon endure. What has been? What is today? What will happen in the morning? The sun will rise again in the morning. Throughout all generations, he shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like showers that water the earth. We need some rain, amen? Wouldn't it be nice to, you get to smell that smell of the rain that refreshes everything? Well, let me say to you today, the Lord wants to refresh you today. He wants to renew you like rain coming down. In his days, the righteous, in his days, the righteous shall flourish and the abundance of peace until the moon is no more. Now again, I go back through history. Who has done that? Who in, in times past has led people where the righteous flourished? Jesus did. Now there have been kings that tried to do what's right and for a time, for a period, things were all right, but it seems to go away very fast. Jesus will do this eternally from now on. Now again, uh, we're talking about things continuing on in righteousness. He was righteous before we came. He is righteous while we are here, and he will be righteous in the future. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the rivers to the ends of the earth. Who can do that? Again, see it's encoded here. It's giving you a picture. It's painting it. He's singing you a song. This, these are songs. Who can do that? Jesus can. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him. Get this. And his enemies will lick the dust. What did God do when the serpent deceived and lied to Eve? He said, curse you. You shall eat dust all the days of your life. All the enemies of the Lord will lick the dust. But it says, the kings of Tarshish and the isles will bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. Have you ever been joyous and happy and delighted and look forward to bringing the gift to the Lord? I hope you have. I hope at some point in your life you have been really overjoyed with being able to offer a gift to somebody, whether it's a spouse or a child or a parent or someone else. You know, it just brought you great joy to offer a gift that you knew would lift them up. Right? God is offering you gifts today. He's offering you great gifts through his Holy Spirit today, 
He's offering us up gifts. But it's like uh, what we celebrate here in the United States around December the 25th. We like getting gifts and we also like giving gifts. So I, wanna think, I want you to think about what would be the best gift you could give to God or to Jesus today? See, these kings would bring all this bling, this gold, a statue or an ornament or whatever it would. They're going to be bringing them to him. Do you remember the story when Jesus was born and those kings from the east, while he was a baby, while he was young, they brought him gifts of gold and spice. It will happen again. Yes, all the kings will fall down before him. Who? Not the president. Not the person in charge of the Senate. Not a general. Jesus. All nations shall do what? Shall serve, serve him. Because they have to? No, because they want to. For he will deliver the needy. The Lord does this. I want you to think about this. Do you know anybody that's in need today? Let me just tell you, you think it's dry here, right? You think that we're in bad shape because we don't have rain? Look at different places in northern Africa and places where there are people starving. What about Ukraine? Because of the conflict in Ukraine, because of the grain that they normally produce is not being exported to different parts of the world, starvation is going up. Who can deliver the poor only Jesus the poor also and him who has no helper he again Jesus will spare the poor and needy and will save the souls of the needy he will save them both mind will and emotion he will redeem their life from oppression and violence. And precious shall be their blood in his sight. The Lord counts all his saints when they die as precious. I got a notification for a lady, a minister's wife, Mins Hodgkins. She passed away. The Lord knows Ms. Hodgkins. He knows you too. He counts your blood as special. How do I know that? Because he died for you and for me. And he shall live and the gold of Shiva will be given to him. Prayer also will be made for him continually. And daily he shall be praised. There will be an abundance of grain in the earth. There's not now, but there will be. 
On the tops of the mountains and the fruits shall wave like Lebanon, and those of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. Whose name? It says, His name shall endure forever. How can you believe in a God that will last forever if you don't believe that he always has existed? How many of you want to live forever? You certainly don't want to die forever. Who's he talking about here? Who's the writer talking about? He's talking about Jesus, who has lived, is living, and will live forever. But not only does he live forever, he offers us life forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. All the nations shall call him blessed. Every nation. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who does, oh wait, he says, who only does wondrous things. That's all he does. Our God does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. What's his name? Yah, Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus. His name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Now get this, let it happen. I talked to you about the week before last, let God And then we talked about let not those things that try to hurt us, hurt us. But get this, it says, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Who's keeping the whole earth from being filled with his glory? Because we can give glory to God anytime. Right? Anybody restricting you from giving glory to God? No. And then this ends in Psalm 72 with this. It says, the prayers of David, and this is how David describes himself. He doesn't describe himself as king, potentate. He describes himself as this. Gives us a picture into what he's writing here at the end. He says, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse. Are ended. I want you to picture something today if you can. Can you ever picture coming to God and having zero request? That you don't ask anything of God. So we really can't usually come to God and just talk to Him and praise Him. We usually always have a request, right? God, save this person. Help this person. Help the needy. Let me tell you, though, at some point, 
in the future when Jesus comes back there will be no more requests all we will do is praise the Lord can you picture that can you picture the day when all you do is praise the Lord that there's no more requests There's a book that you might want to read sometime. It's kind of an interesting title. It says, Will I Be Fat in Heaven? It gives you a little bit different perspective on God. Does God love you more than you can imagine? More than you can fathom? Now, I want you to think about I talk about God's wisdom and God's knowledge, but how did Jesus come about this? He came about this wisdom by actually suffering, it tells us. Matter of fact, one of the Spurgeon that wrote a commentary on this, he says, what a consolation to feel that none can suffer wrong in Christ's kingdom. Think about that. In Christ's kingdom, nobody's going to suffer wrong. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 18 says this. It says, for in much wisdom is what? Are you reading it with me? Can you show it up there? Is it, is, can, can anybody refute what this is saying? In your own experiences through life, can you say, that's not true? For in much wisdom is much, what? Did I read that right? It tells us in the scripture, better to be in the house of mourning than the house of laughter. Why? Because that's where you learn wisdom. When you go to visit somebody that a family member's passed, there are not any words that you can say that's going to help them. We call it the power of presence, just be there for them. In that period, in that season of grief, you'll learn something. Hopefully you'll learn to keep your mouth shut. It says, and he who increases in what? He whose IQ goes up? Do we want people to learn? Yes. I encourage people to continue to learn. But let me just tell you, the more you learn, the more you'll encounter some sorrows. How's that? A lot of times we realize what we could have done, should have done. I want to read this to you. I want you to, I'm going to take it slow because it's an older writer and he puts this in this particular way. It says, it is the fictitious wealth. It's fake wealth. 
which labors to conceal real poverty. Do you know what real poverty is? The Lord will help you to understand what real poverty is. It says, this fictitious wealth which labors to conceal real poverty, which makes men cavil at the reigning Lord. But a deep sense of spiritual need prepares the heart loyally to the worshipers of the redeemed king. What's it saying? If you don't recognize who Jesus is, what he did, did he pay a high price for you? We can talk about his crucifixion. Every year in the spring, we talk about Jesus dying and being beaten and his beard being pulled out and the spitting on him and people punching him in the face and putting a crown of thorns on his head and his back being beat off. And we, we talk about that. We can even show, but we still can't even imagine what he did. Really. We, we have no concept for that. There's one song that says, I have no concept for that kind of love. He chose that. He chose that suffering for you and I. He chose to suffer for you and I. Not a little bit. A lot. It says spiritual poverty leads to, spiritual poverty leads to lifting up Jesus in sincerity and truth. When you and I realize that we're really poor spiritually. And the only way we get out of this is we lift up Jesus. Mark 10, 44 and 45 says this, Whoever of you desires to be first shall be a slave to all. Do you desire, do you desire to be first? Number one, numero uno. Then you need to be a slave to all. He goes on to say this, For even the Son of Man... Who's he talking about? Jesus. Did not come to be served. Jesus came to this earth not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now, again, we go back to that and we say, well, Jesus came. He lived here on earth 33 years. He was not wealthy. Then he put an explanation point right at the end of life in this horrible death that he suffered for you and I. And then it was over. He was resurrected and he went back to heaven. But what's it say in the scripture? Today, he's at the right hand of God. And what's he doing? 
What's he doing today? He's making intercession for you. He's praying for you. He's saying, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. He's doing that today. He's doing that every day. Is he still serving? Is he still doing something? See, he wants to renew us daily. He wants to renew us today. Do you suffer? Well, you can learn some wisdom out of that. In Judges 5, 2, and 3, it says, As when leaders lead in Israel, when leaders lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. See, nobody's going to make you come down and pray today. Nobody's going to make you offer anything to God. Nobody's going to make you give anything to God. You simply have an opportunity today. It says, Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will sing praises to the Lord God of Israel. Revelation says this. Because you say, I'm rich. I live in this country that is rich. I live here in this town that is rich. And have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Lord, now let thou thy servant depart in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Here's the deal. One day we're going to cease from petitioning God and Lord and saying, Lord, save my brother, save my friend save me and we're just going to come before the Lord and we're going to say thank you Lord for saving me thank you Lord for healing me thank you Lord for delivering me thank you Lord for all that you've done thank you Lord for what you're doing today thank you Lord for letting me stand here in the light thank you Lord for letting me be in heaven thank you Lord for everything you do Jesus is here today to renew your heart and mind. If you'll allow him to, he doesn't make you do anything. Nothing. He's given you some word today. He's given you some pictures of what the description in Psalm 72 says about him. That the Lord's going to take care of all the poor and needy, and he will take care of those that oppress people. He will. He will do it. Will you stand with us today?
we're not quite there yet. Jesus hadn't come back, but he's coming back very soon. And when he comes back, we'll be at that place where we do not have to petition or have any need to petition God for anything. But today, the Lord says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And he who knocks, it will be open to you. Today, we have this opportunity in the house of prayer to pray, to talk to God, to make your request known to him. Who does he want to touch first and foremost? I believe he wants to touch you individually first and foremost so that you can touch and help somebody else. God doesn't just want to bless you. He wants to bless you, and he wants to bless through you to someone else. Can we, for a few moments, can we agree in prayer with you? I'm going to ask those on our prayer team to come. We're here to pray not only for you, but to pray with you today.